This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. We're in the second half of 2020 now. It's July 2020. Woohoo! It's hard to believe we made it, right? What a crazy year for stocks, the world, everything due to COVID-19. But after a really short buying opportunity in March, when stocks bottomed out during the coronavirus sell-off, value stocks have mostly been left behind in 2020. There was that brief week or two weeks when everybody was talking about the rotation back into the banks and some of the industrials and um, energy got a real big bid in the recovery rally, but it didn't last real long and it looks like that is over now. So does that mean there may be value opportunities in the second half of 2020? There are always value stocks, of course, but there does remain a lot of uncertainties about the road to the recovery and these increases in COVID cases across some of the states here in the United States will mean, um, you know, nobody knows what that'll mean for the economy. And we've added some more restrictions here again. Americans are banned from, you know, traveling to Europe and some other places. All of this could, uh, you know, well, could and will likely impact the global recovery. So we've seen that, um, you know, many value stocks have been out of favor before, and these same groups will likely remain so heading into the second half of 2020. And we know what some of those are, right? And I just want to remind everyone, too, that with all the uncertainty that's out there in the economy and the recovery, it's more important than ever, like more important than ever, ever, ever to buy strength in whatever industry that you are looking at for those values. And that's definitely true, even of value stocks. There, there are good value stocks and some bad value stocks. Think about some of the value industries we've talked about over this year so far. Energy is one of the one I, I keep covering. I've done podcasts on the strong and the weak uh, explore, uh, exploration and production stocks, the EMPs. And one of the weak ones that I talked about in that podcast with the high leverage and the debt was Chesapeake Energy. And they just filed bankruptcy, as a lot of people feared they would. So as an investor, remember, you're an owner. Chesapeake was never a deal. Even though people were in it, they were trading it. But as an investment, it never was. One of the strong EMPs might be a different situation, however, and those are the oil companies with low debt. And when times get tough, you want companies with low debt, good management, so they can obviously get through the crisis. And you see that with the tech companies all the time. Why is everyone buying Apple? Well, they've got billions of dollars sitting there, right? They're gonna manage through the crisis. So in energy, the ones that are managing through it would be ones I've mentioned before and I mentioned on that podcast from April on the energy companies. And one of those would be like the one I keep mentioning, Pioneer Natural Resources, ticker PXD. Now they're only a Zax number three right now, which is the hold. 
And their PE, if you look at it, it is at 66, but that's because the earnings have literally been demolished, crushed down. And so you're going to get that higher PE because the E is so low, if, if it's anything right now. But it is because that's why we have the PE. But the energy earnings, just horrible. But these shares have actually pulled back off of their rally highs when all of energy got the bid earlier this year. And in early June, it hit those highs and it's sold off and is now pulled back 24%. It's still up 3% over the last month, but you are, again, getting it cheaper here. So um, keep an eye on that and remember to buy strength in whatever area you're looking in. But what I wanted to do for this podcast is look beyond the energy and look for what you might want to be in for the second half of 2020. And so I used a screen that I hoped would give me some stocks that maybe are on the upswing where those earnings estimates aren't being demolished. And as we know from a few of the prior podcasts I've done, the Zacks rank is working really well right now in picking out companies that are seeing a rise in those earnings estimates right now. So I incorporated the Zacks rank again for the screen of ones or twos. And then I also use the Zacks the, uh, the value style scores. We have the style scores for value, growth, and momentum. And those are A, B, C, and D, I think. Um, I never look at the lower, the lower style scores. I only go for the A's and the B's, which are the highest. And those work similarly to the rank in terms of narrowing the stock universe to get us uh, even more value than just what using the PE or the PEG or those kinds of screening devices would use. Although those are in the value style score uh, components. And then I added on Zach's industry rank, which can get you some intriguing things, especially with these kinds of market conditions. So the industry rank would have to be in the top 50. And what does that mean? That usually means that industry is seeing some kind of rising earnings estimates as well. That's how it moves up in the industry rank. So that's going to exclude those that are getting demolished, like energy. Energy is going to have a low industry rank. We want those with the top industry rank. And hopefully it gets us some like earnings growth in there too, with using all of these components. So this is going to be a pretty narrow screen. I knew it would be because we're combining the rank with the style score and then the industry rank. And to try to search for, you know, like basically deep value with the rising earnings estimates. And the screen only gave me 12 stocks. Um, it does screen for PEs under 20, but with a peg ratio to get you value and growth in there, then again, adding the rank, then the style score and the industry rank. Um, it also added in a little component that I like to use to eliminate kind of the uh, more volatile, crazy stocks that you all love. I know I did screen for stocks over $5. So it gave me just those 12 stocks on this narrow screen, but that's good because I don't want to hunt through like hundreds of stocks to try to figure out which ones might have an interesting outlook for the second half. I just want to look at the 12 and then I pulled out four out of that list to take a deeper dive in. And what I do now for my deeper dives, um, 
and I, I do recommend this now, is you can't really focus just on, say, Zax.com and go look at the estimates and then look to see, oh, there's the PE in the PEG and the price to sales ratio. Oh, there's the dividend and all of that because things change quickly. And a lot of companies, at least on the dividend side, they've suspended dividends. A lot of companies are giving business updates randomly within the quarter these days, um, not like pre-announcements, but just business updates on like where things stand. And you'll see that with companies, obviously with something good to say, they want to get it out there. So they'll do the business update to be like, look, it's improving. And so you got to look for that. So where do I find all of that information? I'm going to the sources, I'm going to the websites of, of all these companies, I'm looking under the investor relations page, and then I look at the press releases and whatever else kind of statements they may have been putting out. Because that's the, that's the only place you're gonna get the most recent information. And you can't even trust like Yahoo Finance, the, the news section there. Usually they'll have the press releases, but not always. So I really recommend just going to the websites, looking on their investor relations pages, looking at the news releases, and you don't have to look through a lot of um, other headlines and things when you go directly to the site. So head over there, because that's what I did for these four stocks to find out like what what's good, what, what's looking up in their earnings estimates, and there are some interesting stories. So let's get right to them. The first one out the gate is Asbury Automotive Group. ABG is the ticker here. I haven't talked about the auto retail group for a while, but if you have been paying attention, you know that the, the story out there is that no one wants to drive in either like a zip car. We don't even really want to drive in Ubers anymore or Lyfts. We don't want to take the train or the subway or the bus, so we might go out there and buy a new car or a used car. So those, uh, all these companies are um, seeing improvement in business for sure. Asbury is a 1.4 billion market cap. They have 83 dealerships in the U.S. and 24 collision repair centers. They did get hit in March from the COVID, but they haven't actually given any business updates since their last earnings report about Q1. They are cheap right now, as the screen was gonna tell us, their PE is at 13, so that's cheaper than the overall market. The PEG, which I like, because that means there's some growth, is just 0.7 here. We have gotten some business updates from their competitors. Sonic Automotive said, things are really improving week after week. And Penske Auto Group has seen um, a turnaround since the spring as well, and certainly going into May and now June. And now that all their dealerships have reopened and people are more able to easily just go out and actually look at a car. But surprisingly, a lot of people were buying cars online while everything was shut down too. People weren't afraid to buy online either. So. Keep that in mind. This area is going to be interesting in the second half of the year, the autos and what happens with that. A lot's going to depend on unemployment, obviously, as well. But um, a lot of people want cars right now. So that's Asbury Automotive Group, ticker ABG. And then switching over to the retail side. Yes, maybe some retailers are on your list for the second half. A lot of them, we know the big plays. 
there's still some uh, plays in like the supermarkets and the essential retailers, but Big Lots is one that made the list, ticker B-I-G. Now they're a discount retailer, but they've uh, put out a business update here in June. So it's pretty recent. It was just a couple days ago in June and they are seeing a big uptick in second quarter same store sales, mid to high 20s year over year. So a lot of pent up demand, everybody rushing out to big lots. Um, they didn't really say what they were buying in there, just good, strong sales. They saw accelerating signups to their loyalty program. They do have low inventories, which is what you want to see from a retailer right now, because it's a problem with a lot of inventory. A lot of the retailers, they can't get rid of the inventory, but these guys, low inventories due to the strong selling and the sales that they're seeing here in the second quarter. This surge started in mid-April as the economy started to open up again. So that's a good sign. They did um, raise uh, earnings guidance. So EPS is jumping here, expected to see $6.10 now for the year, up from four thirty-nine. Uh, since they made this announcement. They also have $890 million in cash here, so a lot of cash on hand. Now, these shares have soared, I'm not going to kid you, up 192%, 192% in three months, up from the, the depth of nowhere, <laughs> up 192 But because of this increase in guidance, the shares are still dirt cheap. PE is just 6.9 here with a peg of almost one. So we'll say there's still some good growth with uh, the earnings right there, but that dirt cheap peg is getting it on the value screen here. So that's big lots, kind of gets overlooked by some of these other competitors here, but BIG is the ticker. Then we're gonna switch over to managed care. One of them made the list, Centene, CNC. We've talked about it in the past on prior podcasts. These shares are up 20% over the last three months. So they have rallied, but not as big as some other stocks have. And on June 12th, they too increased their guidance on both revenue and earnings. Not many companies doing that, but some of them that are, are making this list. So their PE is also cheap. PE of just 13, and they have a peg of 0.9. So earnings expected to be up 9.7% this year and another 18% in 2021. So healthcare, still the place to go on the health insurance side, managed care, and Centene, one of the cheaper of the group. And then I'm going to switch over to the fourth stock. I'm only doing four because I talked a little bit about Pioneer uh, here in this podcast. But the fourth one is kind of intriguing. It's not really for long-term investors. It is a second half play because of what's gonna happen in the second half of this year. Um, I know that sounds so intriguing, right? So it's gray television, ticker is GTN. And I've uh, talked about the stock and done videos on it in years past during election years, because this is when gray television crushes it basically. So they own a TV station portfolio that reaches 24% of the US TV households. It includes big cities like Tampa, St. Pete, Cleveland, Charlotte, and a lot of small cities across the country as well. Now these, uh, their revenues been getting hit hard by the advertising crash. So when COVID hit, a lot of companies to contain costs 
uh, immediately, it always happens in every recession, but especially in this one, they immediately cut advertising and that includes TV ads. So they just immediately slash that. You don't have to buy that right now. And people like TV stations and um, you know online now digital advertising gets hit. So that's what happened to them. They did get hit, but, um, and advertising both local and national is a huge chunk. So in the first quarter, it was 250 million. Then they saw 213 million in retransmission revenue. So it was still their biggest portion of revenue in Q1. And then they made 36 million in political advertising. Now that's a small amount because they expect to make 250 to 275 million off of political ads for 2020. So they only made 36 million of that chunk that they're expecting to make in that first quarter. Now, whether or not uh, that could be even a bigger number because of what's happening with COVID remains to be seen. We don't yet know. But the, uh, the campaigns, uh, both local and the national, are going to be uh, constrained of going door to door, of canvassing, of holding rallies, of holding just any kind of mass gathering. So they're going to spend a lot of money on the ads, again, both digital and television, but we could see even bigger ad spending possibly than you might, um, they might be expecting here. So earnings expected to be up 89% this year to $2.40. They made 127 last year, and then it's expected to decline again in 2021. And that's again, because the political ads will be done and over for the time being. So uh, this is kind of just a second half play, but that's what this podcast is about. And um, these shares, what have they done? They are up 28% over the last three months, but over the last month, they have sold off. So they're off 22% since the early June highs, and now they're down 1.3% over the prior month. So they're gonna be pretty volatile, and this is like a 1.4 billion market cap company, so it's a small cap. So you know what I think about those, those are volatile too. And then this one will just get mentioned in a lot of the articles of, stocks, what to buy for the election and, and things like that. Cause I've written those articles in years past and I've looked at great television in years past for this reason. But this year um, so far, not as many people talking about great television and the political advertising spending that's gonna come like in a rush here in the next several months. So that combined though with the impact of COVID um, they get hit too when there's lack of sports and viewership on that end, but their local news has seen uh, quite a jump in uh, viewership, they said, in the first quarter. So this will be interesting one to see what they say for the second quarter here. You might want to tune in. Now, how cheap is it? PE of 5.8. So that's pretty cheap because these earnings estimates are on the rise. PEG of 0.6. So it does have the value uh components with some growth there that we want to see in the second half of the year so these are some interesting companies interesting ways to play the recovery and what will be going on here in the second half of the year and as far as that energy play with pioneer uh so a lot of the recovery is already priced in and these shares those shares have started to weaken a bit here and we could see that 
depending on crude demand and oil and nat gas prices in the second half of the year, natural gas is expected to rise off of these really, really low levels in the second half of the year. So that could help anybody on the natural gas side. But if they are big in the oil, keep an eye on the WTI and where that is going and just the drilling, the rig counts and all of those things for energy. Um, but I'm expecting that area to be volatile as well. So let's recap those stocks again. So we did have the energy play Pioneer, which I don't own in my own portfolio. I really should. I used to own it in Value Investor, but we had to get out. But I'm watching it again because it is among the best of the EMPs. So Pioneer PXD is the ticker there. Then we had the auto retailers. Um, Asbury Automotive is the one that made the screen. ABG. Then on retail, we had big lots. And other than um, Kroger might have made this list. I can't remember now. But other than uh, possibly a supermarket, there were no other retailers on here. So big lots, uh, one of the retailers that made this list, B-I-G. Then we had Centene, the managed care company, CNC, and then Gray Television, this interesting play on advertising spending here, GTN is the ticker there. So you want to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm going to be bringing you as many value stocks as I can here in the second half of 2020. Um, it's going to be an interesting six months for sure. And we'll see if there's some more buying opportunities here in the second half. If we can get a either a sell-off or a bigger recovery in earnings to get some of these valuations down a bit here in the second half. But you don't want to miss a single episode. You can get us on Spotify. I know it's popular there. And we're on Apple Podcasts. Of course, we would be on Apple. And we're on SoundCloud with Zach's Market Edge, which is also putting out some interesting podcasts right now as well. And you can get stocks on both of those shows if you subscribe on SoundCloud. But you got to get it under Zach's Market Edge. But be sure to get us somewhere so that we are finding all the value stocks in the second half of 2020. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify I've described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.